Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Happy holidays from A Better Way to Farm, where we help growers increase yields and improve profits. Exciting to have you tune in. We're working on the 12 days of nutrients. Today is day 11. And on day 11, we're going to talk about molly and chlorine. We're going to put them together to get it in in 12 days. So what we're going to start with is the molly side of this. Guys, here's some things that we know about molly. Number one, we know that it is lower in acid soils. It is the only micronutrient that as pH goes up, just continues to become more and more available. And so the deal there is that sometimes if you have a molly deficiency, you can correct it simply by liming. Now, molly is needed in ultra small amounts. Even if you're trying to apply it, the typical rate to apply molly is somewhere between one half ounce and five ounces to the acre. Very few people seem to be deficient in it. However, we do know that the symptoms in a soybean especially look a great deal like an in deficiency because it is very, very important in that what it does is it's required to form the enzyme called nitrate redactus. And nitrate redactus converts inorganic P into organic P. It also is very important because what it does is it lets the nitrate nitrogen be converted into the ammonium form. And that's really important, especially involved in infixation for your legumes. So your soybeans, your alfalfa, it's very important to have adequate molly. The obviously doing a visual assessment to determine if we have a shortage is not the way to go because the number one visual assessment you're going to have that shows you're low in molly is that you're going to look like you're nitrogen deficient. And so we just assume that whatever, if it's a soybean, that we don't have proper nodulation or a lot of the different things that we could assume there that are not true. So obviously the only way to confirm that is with a tissue test. I have growers that I work with that are experimenting. I had one grower who I have a great deal of respect for. He used it two years ago and got tremendous results in soybeans. Used it this year and kind of went ho-hum. And I don't know what to attribute that to. I don't know if there's something there in the way of, you know, conditions from a weather standpoint, soil temperature standpoint, or he got enough on and it doesn't take very much. I'm not sure. But I would tell you this. There is a soil test that you can do for it. It's kind of spendy, but there is one. And you can find some different molly products out there. And the place that I would look at it would be if I had a low pH and I felt like I was having some issues maybe with getting things to work right, it might be cheaper to put in some molly than it would be to lime. That doesn't mean I don't want you to lime. We've already talked about calcium. We know the importance of pH. But in that one year for soybeans, it might be something to consider. I'm firmly believing that the nitrate reductus enzyme is exceedingly important in the growth of those plants. And so we want to make sure we're looking after that. So Molly, something you can give a chance, give a choice, give it a shot, let it see what it'll do for you. But it's going to be kind of an experimental run for most cases. The other nutrient that I want to talk about is chlorine. And according to Dr. Kinsey, he said most of the time when scientists are talking, actually, he said all the time when scientists are talking about chlorine, they're actually discussing chloride. And I'm not going to get into that whole deal, but suffice it to say, I'm going to just talk about chlorine. Now, we know that onions and cotton 
are probably the most sensitive crops to this. We know that we need this in ultra small quantities. We know that chlorine will regulate the stomata. And so if we were short, then we wouldn't get that respiration, so to speak, of that stomata opening up and closing down, closing down when it got too hot. That being said, in 29 years, I have seen one study. Now, oftentimes, because of the fact that the industry will say that chloride and chlorine are the same thing. And again, I don't want to get into a scientific debate with somebody on here, but the industry will tell you that you should use potassium chloride because that provides chlorine to the plant. And they have a test that they do. They go, well, we got results in wheat. They did. At Kansas State, one time, one study got a result to adding chlorine. It's the only test that I have ever seen that showed that. Guys, here's what I know. If we take chlorine into a swimming pool, one gallon of chlorine will sterilize basically 40,000 gallon of water. I don't think we want very much of this in the soil. Now, I am of the persuasion that the primary thing that happens when we use potassium chloride is that it peels off and then probably ties up with sodium and becomes sodium chloride, which is a salt that is within your soil. That is not a good thing. And I think that the the odds of needing chlorine are about one in four bazillion because based on the fact I can't find any test, any place showing that. So I'd be very reluctant to apply any chlorine. These are two of the plant essential nutrients. We want to make sure they're given their due. I would probably encourage maybe a little bit of testing with molly on some beans, especially in lower pH soil. But other than that, I think that these are probably not often talked about for now for a reason because there's not been enough work done, enough research done, and the quantities are so small that it's not something that's on the radar. I believe there are a lot of other secondaries and micros that will make a huge difference. And if we get some goofball thing where we can't get proper nitrogen usage in our soybean, this would be something that we would look at would be the molly side of this. If we have a plant that's absolutely not responding in the drought, if the stomata doesn't want to close down and it's burning up really fast, Maybe we could do a test for chlorine. That would be the two times I would recommend looking at those. Guys, it's been a pleasure. We're on the 11th day. Tomorrow we intend to shoot day 12 and wrap this series up. It's been a lot of fun to go through here. If you guys find value in what we do, share it with a friend. Reach out. Don't be afraid to go to the podcast platform. we got some really cool podcasts up that are very informational. We've got some tremendous, tremendous speakers on there. We'd love to get a chance to listen to some of those interviews. And we will just continue to say stop by a better way to farm.com and take a look around there. We look forward to seeing you with that. You can feel free to reach out to us if you'd like. We're available with a text or a phone call at 641-919-1206. Uh, you can get us with a message right here on the Facebook page. We would love to talk to you there. Guys, we wish you the merriest of Christmases. And we really do hope you're having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.